2: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Hey, Fredo, Steve here. And Lars, And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you be listening Right here. YouTube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Anywhere podcasts can be found. Of course, we're taped live at Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. Uh, this will be, as you said yesterday, uh, on the show right here, your very last WWE related review here at Going In Raw, because when we found out that Gunter Stark was trademarked by the Dab E. You declared, and you know we started speculating, oh, what if that's going to be Walter's name change? We knew he had a main event match against Roderick Strong. We knew it was going to be a banger, and it was. And sure enough, at the end of last night's main event, as the ring announcer was about to proclaim Walter the winner, he stopped the ring announcer, got on the mic, and said, Nein, this match was won by Gunther. And just, oh, oh, just a wave of anger and disappointment and resentment confusion. and confusion swept the uh, the WWE universe, at least the internet wrestling community. And uh, so, what can we expect in the future from Larson, now that you won't be reviewing WWE product?
3: Uh, of course, I'll, I guess I'll focus on my attention to other wrestling promotion on Monday and Tuesday. Maybe get caught up on Impact. Maybe I'll watch the uh, dark and elevation. Watch some stardom. Get into GCW. There's a wealth of wrestling out there. You don't really need WWE if you want to enjoy quality wrestling. You could just not watch WWE at all. Guess what? Prime Junior Bearding's Triple AAA. Yes, AAA. Plenty of options. Yeah, plenty of options. Yeah, you don't need to watch WWE. Yeah, don't need to watch. it. Yeah. Especially when they pull shit like this. Yeah. Uh,
1: sadly for you, this is but a joke. You will continue yes. to review WWE
3: programming. Yes, although last night when after I heard the news, I hadn't watched it yet, but I heard the news, and I was doing mm-hmm. dishes in the kitchen. I'm, like, cursing Yeah. WWE's name Yeah. for pulling something like this. It was, uh,
1: even though we kind of saw it coming with this trademark, you just think in the back of your head, they can't do, they're not
3: going to do this. You know, it seems like now, there's a lot to unpack here. A lot. There is. There is a lot to unpack. Yeah. Um, I'll just start here because you know, it, 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 in in years past, it wasn't uncommon for someone to get signed by WB from the independent ranks, wrestling overseas, wherever. Them come to NXT and have a have them change their name. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uncommon. It seemed like some people, if they had developed. Uh, a, a large enough brand mm-hmm. outside of WB, they'd be allowed to come to WB with that name intact. They'd license their name WB for merchandising purposes, and on they would go. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes when you got called for NXT the main roster, there'd be character changes. Sometimes they would change names. We saw that with the with the the, the War Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I can think of other examples. So I thought about heartless. Oh yeah, yeah. As far as I can remember, this is the first time anybody going from NXT UK to NXT has had a name change from NXT UK to NXT. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. And it stings like tw- twice as much with Walter because it's not like. Here's somebody that was, you know, like a a successful mid Carter in NXT UK. Mm -hmm. He was champion for like 800 days. Yeah, right. He's I think yeah the longest. He's been on. He's been on takeovers. Like his name is not just established in NXT UK. It's established in NXT, and all throughout the episode last night, they're referring to him as Walter. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And then suddenly at the end of the match, he grabs the mic and says, "No, this match was won by Gunther." Mm -hmm. Yeah. With no rationale for it, no build to it, mm-hmm. no reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's a lot of problems with the name change.
1: It's not to say that there won't be some attempt to explain it next week,
3: but you you heard you heard like the the reaction of the crowd when Walter's coming out. They're hyped to see him wrestle. That crowd was into that match. Well, they were chanting his name. They were chanting Walter over and over. I again. know. Yeah, and then. He announces the name change, and you could hear the air leave that venue. Yeah, you could. Yeah, it yeah. was silence. Yeah, right. Yeah, because people are confused. Like, what do you say? Yeah, you say Gunther. Gunther. Why would he change his name?
1: And I would imagine that most of the people there, if you're going to actually be so much of an NXT stand that you're actually going to go to the tapings of these weird shows, that you're going to be clued into. The you know the dirt sheets and whatnot the reports that WWE had trademarked earlier in the day or earlier anyways uh, the name Gunther Stark it made a pretty big headlines because uh, they went ahead with this knowing full well by the way that Gunther Stark is if you do one Google search on it uh, is a name of a of a, a, a Nazi U boat captain uh, or commander or whatever from World War Two um, and the reason why I know they know this is because. Bruce Pritchard isn't the one filling out this trademark uh, paperwork. They have lawyers doing this. They have law people. And what they have to do when they file these trademarks is research in advance. Has any is anybody else already using this name for anything? So there is a basic, at least a basic search of this. And I would guarantee these law people would not have a job very long if they found something like this and didn't report back to the head people. Hey, did you know that this name and so now at WW.com the roster name is actually simply Gunther, not Gunther Stark. Um so I guarantee you they knew that this name now I have no idea where they concocted the name from. I have no idea. No idea. Um And uh it it is it's it's bizarre. It to me it is it is merely it's It's a preview of things to come. So what we've heard is what we've read via reports that we believe, uh, Bruce Pritchard is the is the top creative guy at NXT. Well, if that's the case, you know, and given what we've seen with like Grayson Waller and AJ Styles, you know, mixing it up on both main roster and NXt, it seems like the bridge between NXT and main roster is is a lot, more uh, smoother. It's, it's smoother, smoother. You know, a lot, lot less holes there in that particular bridge. There is a bridge now, or as it used to be NXT was on its own island. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the tradition of name changes happening between NXT and main roster now is simply going to be that's not going to be a thing. NXT in that regards is going to be considered. Your main roster start, which in one respect, we have sort of advocated for since Triple H's uh, 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 turn in NXT. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we want that level of continuity so that when they go to it from NXT to to main roster, that history is there. They can reference it. We're not going to get drastic character changes like we got with Bob Roode, for example. Yes. That being said, the problem now is that it's not Triple H in charge, and in fact, Triple H's people were laid off, were were released last week. It was last week or the week before, whenever it was. Yeah. And so the people in the meetings that would probably raise objections to these things, they're gone, and if you've noticed since then, I think it was two weeks ago they were released, the last two episodes of NXT have seen a noticeable dip in creative quality. I believe it's because those people you can't get rid of the majority of your senior production you know creative minds and not experience some sort of weirdness there mm-hmm. um so it's 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 insane and I dude I always go back if you want to understand better the mind at the top of creative Nxt you simply have to listen to something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard it's all there it is. and I'll never forget him talking about I think it, and I was actually trying to find this clip this morning and I couldn't but it was either in an episode that had to do with an early in your house or uh, the, the Kevin Nash uh, WWE uh, there's a two-parter there one of those episodes they're talking about Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash and how you know that they they made Shawn Michaels uh, the heel going into WrestleMania mm-hmm. and and he started talking about the internet the early internet wrestling community back then And he said, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the quote directly in front of me. He said, I always felt that if the fans on the Internet liked it, we were doing it wrong. And if they hated it, we were doing it right. So all the outrage that you see on Twitter, YouTube comments, whatever. That means he's feeling validated by doing this.
3: Yeah. Well, you got that. You get you get the story also from Pritchard about how you know uh they were looking to to add some dimension to the Diesel character and what was his response people don't care about Kevin Nash they don't care to know Kevin Nash yeah yeah and that's just not what you're getting is is one dimensional characters yeah in that regard and that doesn't work that doesn't fly these days yeah you know it just doesn't it makes for boring wrestling television when you have one dimensional character Yeah, you
1: can't do you can't think that you're going to compete. You're not going to be the Marvel Cinematic Universe with one dimensional characters. Don't work that way Um, as much as you'd like to be. Um, So going back to the Walter situation, it is bizarre that you have a fan base that's followed Walter all this time. And. You're I, I have no idea what explanation he's going to give next week. What what what's like? Do you think like what on on a percentage basis? What are the odds that they're actually going to give? They're they're going to allow him the time to give? Because you know, it, does, uh, it tra- does feel like it does feel like they see something at least in the early stages. They want to make a big deal out of Walter. Yeah,
3: there now. Yeah. Remembers so I was Walter. I was obviously I heard the news before I watched the episode, and so that backstage bit with Imperium with 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 Walter and Bartel and Eichner. I was trying to parse what they were saying to get any hints as far as where this might be going, mm-hmm. and this is all pretty basic. Hey, we're all here now, you know. Hey, uh, Eichner Bartel, great job, you know. Like keep, you know, like holding it down here in NXT, getting those tag titles. Now that I'm here, now it's time to start like essentially the Imperium era of NXT. That's mm-hmm. pretty much what he said. Yeah, yeah. Nothing really in terms of. You know, hey, uh, this is l- 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 nothing about new beginnings. Nothing about yeah. reintroductions. <clears throat> nothing about that. Nothing that would uh, imply there's some backstory there that they're gonna have for this name change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I it, right now is uh, in my mind a 50-50 proposition whether they acknowledge they they try to. Motivate the name change or not? Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Yeah. They might just—it's done. Move forward.
1: I don't even understand necessarily why Gunther is significantly different just on the surface.
3: What's the point of it? Like what? Well, what... we. we it, so there's a lot to, like I said, there's a lot to unpack here. So now I would assume for Walter when he signed with NXT UK part of the deal be licensing his name the mm-hmm. walter name mm-hmm. for merchandising purposes mm-hmm. for shirts for toys for whatever mm-hmm. you would think that deal would carry over to nxt yeah i'm not in the room negotiating contracts i'm not 100 sure yeah you know and and whether you know maybe contracts reopened. i don't know Negoti- uh, negotiations reopen about terms i don't know mm-hmm like, I, I, I'm racking my brain to try to find some rationale why they would do it. I'm not talking kayfabe wise, just why they would do it.
1: Yeah. No, the, you know, the when Walter uncomfortable probably, licensing
3: his yeah. name to, for WB main roster, he wanted to keep that. Mm-hmm. It's not like he signs it away in perpetuity. Yeah, it's right. just for the duration of the deal. Like, you know, it, 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 like Adam Cole, mm-hmm. he could use, he can use Adam Cole now. Yeah. He licensed that name WB while he's under contract. He's under contract. Bang. He could use it again. Yeah. It's not a deal there.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, like, from Walter's perspective, I was just trying to think, well, why wouldn't he want to use that name? Yeah, And that is the only thing I could think of. But if that were the case, why do you go into NXT UK using the Walter name?
1: Well, I do. I wonder if it if – I think he probably hit on something there because I'm trying to figure out, okay, Gunther Walter. Is Gunther a more intimidating name than Walter? Not really. You know, when I think of a dude Amblin', You know, Walter, I mean, we talked about this in the pre-show. The name Walter – uh is not the most intimidating name and therein lies the magic in that you've got this guy who doesn't even he's not like the most physically gifted jack dude but he is terrifying. He comes mm-hmm. out and he's got this aura about him and then he's got this reputation of these chops and they're devastating and he's a hell of a wrestler on top
3: of that. I mean and- he 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 brings a level of authenticity to his matches that few can match. Mm-hmm. I mean his matches seem like fights. They yeah. seem like real fights because yeah. they you
1: could feel the physicality of them. Yeah, right. Um Gunther isn't much more intimidating than than Walter, but I I do wonder if that's sort of the thing. If they just wanted somebody here mentioned because they've they've they're, they did it because now he's a Jeremiah says point is to make him a WWE product, and I think we have to go. We have to always go back to the business aspect of things.
3: That's what I was you know addressing the name being aspect the name aspect from Walt's perspective, but I think more so it has to do with WWE's perspective, which is yes, they want to be in control of. Their IP, this character, so long as you're under contract. So look at yes. look at the moves that AEW has made.
1: All of the Undispeed era, but their names: Adam Cole, Kyler Riley, Bobby Fish. That's who they were in WWE. Uh, that's who they were before WWE too. That's who they were before WWE as well. Um, they've got AEW is able to perhaps more effectively capitalize on this argument could be made on work that they did in WWE they they you know I obviously I know undisputed era was a thing before but they had their their biggest highs in NXT in terms of mainstream popularity in NXT using their names WWE let them do that they did the licensing thing they come over to AEW they're able to trade on the success they had in WWE effectively WWE is helping now their competition Build these names because WWE is going to be doing a bunch of releases. So in order to make that more difficult for their competition to trade on that stuff, everybody now, if you're in WWE, is going to get a name that you cannot use outside WWE. And I wonder if that's the thing if they know that Walter is a guy who, who has already succeeded in a lot of other places beyond WWE, if he's gone from WWE, if they decide, hey, we're going to do a release on this guy, well, now, when he has the opportunity to be in front of more people via NXT, more people if he goes to main roster within a year, and then he leaves, he's released, or he lets his contract expire, he can't show up and be Gunther. If the mo if millions of people are seeing him as Gunther, he can't show up and be Gunther. He's yeah. got to be
3: Walter. Walter, where, which actually people would be more excited
1: about. <laughs> which we would, sure, we yeah. would. But it's not like your average, your casual look. Two point one, two point between two two point one and two point three million people watch SmackDown these days. If Gunther shows up on SmackDown, that's one and a half million more people than my, that that might not know who you know. That might not know he was Walter. You know, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers of crossover, but there's a large portion of people who watch SmackDown who don't watch this shit, who don't watch oh, indie obviously. wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And so the large and when they see Gunther action figures on stores, on shelves in the stores, when they see Gunther T-shirts out and about, if Gunther becomes the biggest thing in SmackDown and he all of a sudden decides, I don't want to be here anymore. Guess what? When he goes to AEW, he's not going to be Gunther. He's going to be Walter. Mm-hmm. And then those millions of people that were huge Gunther fans—the guy who dethroned the tribal chief Gunther—now he's just some dude named Walter. That's weird.
3: I'm not but into. At the same it. time, at the same time, though, you know, uh, uh, it, I'm sure Gunther isn't this going to become, you know, future Universal Champion on SmackDown by the, the strength of his name, Gunther. You know, it's because of who he is as a performer. And if you hear, "Oh, Gunther's leaving WWE," and then you hear, "Oh, he's going to he's going." Shit, Impact Wrestling. Uh, I'll just throw that out there because not everybody can go to AEW. He's going to Impact. Oh, Gunther will go to AEW. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, you know, you catch you catch wind of, of, of the wrestler formerly known as Gunther is going to Impact. If you are you know number one Gunther fan, <laughs> you're going to be curious about that, regardless of what his name is. Yeah. I understand the, the the naming idea and how. Yes, they let Undisputed Era reach new mainstream heights using their names, and they take those names with them. I get all that. But at the same time, if you watch NXT and had no idea what AEW was, and then you heard Adam Cole, even the performer known as Adam Cole, was leaving NXT to go to AEW, regardless what his name is, if he was Adam Jenkins,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you'd be like, oh, shit. Adam Cole from NXT is going to AEW. I love Adam Cole from NXT. I'll see what this Adam Jenkins guy is all about.
1: Yeah, no, I don't look, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just I'm just trying to understand from WWE standpoint. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I like this. I'm just saying this is, no, a, I understand your this point. is a possible I'm not, reason. I'm
3: and, not trying to poke holes in your argument. I'm yeah, trying to sure. poke holes in WWE's philosophy. Oh, that, it's this, silly. It's stupid it's and it's like silly. It, it should it should be a, a massive concern for them. Yeah. It should be. Because what you what you have here with with not just Walter, but countless other performers is is wrestlers who have built a pretty substantial brand for themselves, and with that comes a following. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when and when they start going up the WWE ladder and you take their name away from them. Mm-hmm it's disheartening for the fan base it is yeah no it, it it erodes it i think it
1: erodes it erodes consumer trust in the brand and i mean it's it's something that we've seen brandon thurston had a really excellent uh, uh rundown and just a couple of tweets on twitter about the the value of wwe's uh name and uh, oh, yeah. uh i'm gonna get to it here uh as i uh hem and haw um Let's see here. It was Brandon with the uh,
3: Google search traffic whatever it
1: was, right? Yeah, it was, it was uh yeah, let's see that. here. Here we go. This is great. So check this out. He's got a bunch of graphs and stuff that Steve here doesn't understand cuz I'm dullard. But he says uh in, in in and it's interesting because right as I'm mentioning this White Brownie here has the raw ratings in our chat. Thank you White Brownie. Uh 1.6 million with a 0. 0.43 in the demo. Uh, which is a low overall viewership. It's about on par. Well, it's a little down from the demo usually, but in terms of overall viewership, it's low. But there was like a bunch of competition on that day. Um, so he says. Uh, he says this. Raw. This is from yesterday. Brandon Thurston. He's an excellent follow on Twitter. Yes. WrestleNomics is an excellent uh, uh, product. Uh, go check it out. He says uh, Raw might set an all-time low. A new all-time low tomorrow. They didn't quite do that, but he says this. But as much as fans have anecdotally been turned off over the years, these lines, and he's pointing to a graph, are basically flat and other sports rights got their fees renewed and multiplied. Unless something changes here, why would WWE be any different? So the the change is minimal from WWE and other brands.
3: So relative to other brands, yeah. Relative yeah, yeah, to yeah.
1: other brands. He says this though. This is the interesting part. And this all goes back to the to the uh, to the pipe bomb that CM Punk said. You know, he succeeds in spite of himself. He says, make no mistake, though, consumer interest in WWE has diminished. And there's like a ton of Google Trend stuff here, right? He mm-hmm. says, both these things can be true, even if it doesn't make for a good, quote, tweet. Their $1 billion deals distract from the notion that those could be $2 billion deals if their audience was bigger. Yeah. Their I think, I think, name I think value the value has was gone like- down.
3: They're the the like the terms of Google trends, which which tracks uh, how how often and to what degree uh, terms have been searched on Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I believe it was the lowest it's been now since what, 2007 or 2004?
1: Yes. Yeah, something something like, yeah, like 2004
3: that. is when is when they started tracking that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's funny because I had seen this before. I don't think it was Thurston. I forget who it was posted something similar. That showed up until because because uh, somebody uh, one of his uh, uh, Twitter followers here uh, says uh, somebody uh, will it's will time uh, says WWE had a pop culture moment around twenty around twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen where it could have surged people were ready and then and they were getting traction WWE just never produced enough great content to hook people I saw a thing that showed tracking uh, Google Trends tracking WWE champions. Up until 2016, Jinder Mahal. And then it took a huge dip and it hasn't recovered since then. And that's when WWE used Jinder to try to penetrate the Indian market. And then just sort of just, you know, everybody looked at that and it was like, man, that really devalued the WWE title as much as you and I love Jinder Mahal. Unfortunately, it looked like he might have helped tank WWE's uh, trending data. Dude, we've seen time and time again, anecdotally, People be turned off by any number of things. Hell, I think we did a countdown episode on it or something or 10 for the win, something like that. Um, And uh, everything from Seth Rollins versus the fiend where people said, oh, I'm out of here. Kofi Kingston losing to Brock Lesnar. I'm out of here, et cetera, et cetera. WWE seems to do this thing where they take their hardcore audience for granted. And maybe they can do that because this is a hardcore fan base. And 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 they'll stick around, but I don't know. I I look, I like numbers and figures, and yeah. Thurston's really Same. good with these numbers and figures. Yeah. yeah, he is. And who knows if the billion dollar deal could have been
3: a two billion dollar deal? I mean, if they were getting numbers, even they were twenty fifteen. Yeah, I know. I know. The 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 contract would have been yeah. much larger. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. But you look at this
1: stuff, 1.6 million in the overall viewership. I mean, Raw, when's the last time Raw has achieved a 2 million? So it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um,. So it, it's it's just one more thing where you have Bruce Pritchard, a late 50s year old guy, early 60s, whatever he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just another guy without his finger on the pulse. And uh, and and he he does this and it's to, to protect. I, I would assume the real reason here is to protect WWE's business interest and trying to, now that AEW is a thing, <clears throat> limit AEW from being able to capitalize long-term on WWE stars building up their brand, leaving mm-hmm. via release or contract expiration, going there and being able to trade on that name that is still on toy stores, in shelves, on shelves, et cetera, et cetera. Toy store, not even right. toy stores anymore? Target, Walmart, I guess.
3: Yeah, I guess so. Um, But uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, this isn't exactly that practice, isn't exactly a new thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's it's probably they've probably they've kind of circled back to that approach, given what you mentioned, uh, talent leaving WB properties and going to to the competition. Um, But, you know, for a long stretch, anytime. They signed anybody from the independent ranks to go to NXT. They had a name change. They usually make a deal about it. Mm-hmm. Like when Finn Balor got a new new name, they made a deal about it. Yeah. When Kenta got the new name, they made yeah. a deal about it. Yeah. You know? Um and it just seemed like, okay, we as NXT grew beyond developmental territory towards third brand, they try they kind of backed off that to a degree. Mm-hmm. Like if you were a, a wrestler with a certain amount of name value, you gotta keep your name. Yeah. Yeah. Others didn't, but some did. And then now probably that NXT is back to developmental mm. predominantly. Mm-hmm. They don't want wrestlers leaving and capitalizing on the success they've had or the appearance that mm-hmm. wrestlers are capitalizing on the success they've had WB. And it's, this this is probably just going to be the way going forward. It probably Anybody is. Anybody coming into NXT is going to get a new name. It's, it's sort of this,
1: you know, the Nick Khan era, if you will, of they're packaging the company to sell it. And, and you do that by eliminating the, uh, the idea that anybody can capitalize off of your IP outside of your own brand, outside of your own company. Um, and they're, just, they're tightening up their business practices at the cost. I mean, when I, I believe that when Triple H was doing that stuff with Finn Balor, with Adeo Atami, um, and making a deal out of it, um, he was doing that because he was respecting the hardcore audience's intelligence. It's like, hey. A lot of you savvier fans out there know that he's Prince Devitt. Well, we're going to respect that, but we have to abide by our business practices. We're going to mm-hmm. do this thing where we explain it, and, uh, and, and, and we pay that some respects. Now, maybe Walter will explain it next week. Maybe he won't. He did get on the mic and shout out his name uh, uh, this week in the main event, um, so maybe they'll make a deal out of it. I don't know. Uh, it was awkward. It was weird. It was clumsy. Uh, yeah. it, it, it is Sadly, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah. Uh, something kind of interesting uh, in the news uh, before we get into the actual recap of NXT yeah. uh, was Scotty Tuhati uh, going in. This is sort of apropos to what we're talking about here. Yeah. Scotty Tuhati went on the Talk is Jericho podcast. Uh, Wrestlingnews.co mm-hmm. has some pretty interesting transcripts here. I'm, I'm, I'm intending either today or tomorrow to listen to the entire thing because I want to see if there's more about this. But, of course, he Definitely. recently uh, was he recently left uh, uh, WWE. He was one of the Performance Center coaches mm-hmm. there in NXT under Triple H's regime. And uh, he talked about uh, leaving NXT Uh, One of the interesting things here had to do with locker room culture. He says, uh, Triple H used to say that we have this culture here, and if we could bottle it, we could make millions off this culture. The backstage culture of we are NXT was a real thing. That was a real pride amongst the roster. I feel like that's been lost to a degree. It was the coolest environment I've ever been in my 30 years in wrestling. It was still a wrestling business, don't get me wrong, but there was a certain pride that there just wasn't anywhere else. It started to change. They started coming in with rules. One of the first weeks since COVID was they started to let us wear NXT tracksuits to TV because we don't see anybody. We come to the Performance Center for television. We don't have any fans waiting outside. And for the longest time, there weren't any fans. In the building, it was all in-house people. So we were wearing NXT tracksuits. As soon as it started to change, Hunter went away and the other guy started to come in. It was, okay, we got to get back to business casual again. The next week, it was Vince wants the coaches looking younger, so we need you guys to start dyeing your beards and cutting your hair. I literally lost sleep over it. I had every kind of facial hair, dye, goatee, the beard, spiked up hair, bald head. It's not about that. It's like if they're going to have us jump through hoops like monkeys just to see if they'll do it. So if you do that, what's next? Then he left. Um... This is incredibly disheartening because yeah. that is one thing that Gargano spoke on when he left. It's the thing that everybody has spoke on during Triple H's time there. People that were with like, him.
3: It always seemed like it was a family. Yeah. That seemed to be the environment. Yeah. You know, it was everybody was 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 working for a common goal and a common purpose. And it seemed like it was, uh, you know, you didn't hear about, a bu- for the most part, a bunch of heat between wrestlers. Yeah. Didn't hear about a bunch of backstage tension. Yeah, There was isolated incidents of things, but by and large, it seemed like everybody was on the same page. More
1: importantly, you didn't hear about people having to park their asses outside of somebody's office for four hours for weeks at a time to try to get something into creative. Now, I'm sure not everybody got on TV looking like at Kona Reeves, for example. He was off mm-hmm. TV for a long time. Um, but the the even the spirit of collaboration seemed to be. Well, there seemed to be a spirit of collaboration there. Yeah. As opposed to you go in there, you pitch an idea, it's approved. And then guess what? Vince doesn't want to do it. He wants it to turn into something gross. And then you get him a Mustafa Ali situation. We talked about that on Monday. Um, It's it's incredibly disheartening to see that you had something that I, I agree with with Triple H. Or with Scotty Tuhati and what he said about him. I was all in on that brand. Because there did seem to be a difference in the culture. And they had this mm-hmm. billion-dollar machine potentially behind it. And at every opportunity, at a certain point, it just seemed to be, you know, they seemed to and block yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's its incredibly disheartening. And now now it's this thing. And now it's whatever this is. And you can just tell over the past couple of weeks, with those people gone from creative, there is, there is a, a, a difference there. You had the number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship get pinned because of some goofy ass interference. Um because they want that heat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's it's just disheartening. Um and, and I and I saw that with with NXT uh this week. Um I don't know. Look, there was there was th- that main event match. It was a good match. You're not going to put mm-hmm. Walter and Roderick Strong in a ring together and not going to have a Banger match like that's yeah. just That's not well so happen. long
3: as you allow them to do What they do best mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, If you go in there and say you're gonna have this match But you can't do this 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 and this well Then you know Who knows but as long as you allow the performers to go out There and perform to the, the their fullest then yeah You'll have a good match but you know it's like the, the thing Is Are we gonna go back to Is NXT gonna go back To teaching the WWE style Where Yeah, there might be some variation in terms of performers' movesets to a degree, but the basic approach to storytelling in matches is more or less the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, it seems like that's the case, probably.
3: Are we going to get a a, 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 a less variety in in stories being told Mm -hmm. or approaches to telling stories? Because, I, you know, I enjoy the wrestling product in WWE for the most part, but if every match is going to be kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, cookie cutter. Yeah, right. Yeah yeah it's I get mean stale yeah. pretty
1: quick I mean that's the thing it used to be you have you had a mix you bring in people from the indie ranks you build up your own people and you get this great mix and everybody sort of learns from each other yeah um but the way they seem to be doing it now is that that's going to stop and they're simply going to be going with and I mean they've got good coaches there still like uh, Matt Bloom is still there he's a good mm-hmm. coach um I forget if is Norman Smiley still there I think, so. I think he's still think there he's still people have always had great things to say about him yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um but, uh, but yeah, but I don't you're going to
3: lose that aspect. You, you, you can yeah. have great coaches, but you're going to lose the aspect of people coming in with various mm-hmm. experiences wrestling around the world, yeah. yeah, and people learning from each other, yeah. those different styles, those mm-hmm. different approaches, those different ways of telling stories. Yeah, you just kind of get one. You know, if, if, if it's like if it's like we went to film school and they only taught us how to direct dramas,
1: right? Yeah, like you know,
3: like network TV dramas.
1: Yeah, and that's that, all that's all they know? taught. That's yeah. all they
3: taught to. And it's like, oh, well, you're in a situation where you got to direct a comedy.
1: Well, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, another thing that felt very main rostery was this really terrific sort of thrown together tag team of Malik Blade and Idris Enofi, once again fluking their way to a victory. Like it's difficult to cheer for guys who can only win, and they, I, they're terrific. Yeah, but the problem is, there. Who wants to root for people who are fluking their way up this tournament? And how much does that devalue the Dusty Cup when you've got people going into, I guess, the semifinals um, as 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 in a fluke situation? I know. And that's a very. It feels like a very main roster thing. Like, what I'm I'm supposed to root for guys who can't win on their own? Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be one thing if they were putting together these gutsy underdog. Victories, yeah. clean wins yeah. over, over maybe opponents that outmatch them on paper, but their arrogance, their hubris leads well, them to, be, to being t- taken advantage that, of. Yeah.
3: That seemed to be what they were set up with Legato. Like Legato was was getting MSK's face about seeing you in the semifinals, obviously overlooking mm-hmm. uh Blade and Enofe. Yeah. But it wasn't as if Legato took their victory. Uh, for granted per se, it took all sorts of overbooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, we'll just dive into it because I'm sure we got
1: a lot more to talk about. Uh, it kicked off yeah. with the uh, boy. Ellie Knight got the star treatment last night. He yeah. rolled up in, a, in, in in his fancy car. Uh, he pulls Corvette, up. Yeah. He sees Chase and, uh, and his student. I, I know he has a name. Bodie. Bodie. Some or another. Hayward? Hayward. That sounds right. I know with an H. Bodie for sure. It's Bodie. I know that. Bodie. Uh, he asked Chase and Bodie uh, if they've seen Grayson Waller. Yeah. Uh, if they want to see a teachable moment, watch the ring. Yeah. Uh, he's about to teach his ass. Uh, he walks by, he comes inside, he walks by Briggs and Jensen, wishes them luck in the Dusty Cup. He really sort of came off as like <laughs> top, top guy tonight. He, he looks so good. Yeah, he's he's really got did. that bright red shirt that's ugly With Giant
3: letters <laughs> on it. I play
1: He's got the mom jeans on, he's got like some Timberlands, I think um so uh yeah anyways he he has such a dad vibe to him uh yeah he does he, he does. comes He's to like the, the jack corner
3: of nxt right now yeah
1: he comes to the ring he quiets the crowd because they're all chanting la night la night he says yeah and then he says yeah and then for a third time yeah uh he calls out grayson waller no waller comes out he says yeah that's what i expected the bottom line is this yeah Grayson has to understand something week after week. I hear Grayson sucks, but as much as that chaps his ass, there's going to be one sound that haunts him, and that's the name of the man who's going to drop him on his head. Yeah, that's L.A. Knight. Yeah. He's a, yeah. Uh, some knight sort of revisits his history with Waller, says Waller can't get the job done. Eventually, Waller comes out to the ramp, and he's got such a main roster trope, a yes. restraining order. Yes. So
3: he comes out with an envelope, says, and here is a restraining order against you, L.A. Knight. So there's nothing I'd want more to get in that ring and fight you. But my lawyer advised me for my safety, more importantly yours, this has to happen and it's all your fault. So he goes up to the ring, puts the restraining order on the apron, uh, says LA Knight has to stay, has to keep 50 feet from him. Does yeah. it doesn't, he'll get arrested. So LA Knight yeah. orders up the envelope, pulls out the restraining orders, like, oh, this is impressive, even for you. He says, you may have a restraining order against me, but you don't have one against him. And Dexter Loomis's package of music starts playing on the Tron. And so Grayson Waller turns around to the ramp, waiting for Loomis. Instead, Loomis crawls out from underneath the ring, comes up behind uh, Grayson Waller, put, locks on silence. Mm-hmm. Um, or tries to. Waller escapes. And LA Knight says, it's this simple. You can lift the order and get the ring with me and I'll drop you on your head, or... You could face Loomis and be put to sleep. We go to commercial break. NXT rolls on. We come back. Grayson Waller has made his choice. He is wrestling Dexter Loomis. Yes.
1: Uh, and uh, at this point, Dexter Loomis is just a guy that puts over younger guys. So let me let me ask you something. So LA Knight did have... He got the star treatment last night. Grayson Waller is the dude they like a lot, though. Is the star treatment on LA Knight... Does, that probably just bodes well for Grayson Waller. Because in the so. end... He's probably going to be the guy coming out on top,
3: right? Or, yeah, I would, so. or, I would think so. I think so. I think I think the plan is long term to build up Grayson Waller to be like a legit threat to Braun Breaker and the and the title. Or, or I mean, does L.A. Knight
1: get anything out of this? Like, does he come out of this? Like, does did Bruce Pritchard look at L.A. Knight and say, "Oh man, wow, you're 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 an attraction. Listen, look at that name, L.A. Knight. That's a great." If name. the
3: directive for NXT is to develop. Uh, talent to be main event ready. New talent to be main event ready. Young talent, then you, yeah, new young talent developed, them to be potential main, uh, WrestleMania main eventers. Mm-hmm. Then La Knight, despite his the skills he possesses, is mm-hmm. there to uh, uh, in the end put over and help develop young talent get ready to be WrestleMania main eventers. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. his role. Uh, but Waller, he's got a heater now. Uh, Sarav, who we haven't seen for a while Right, yeah uh, He was one half of uh, Indus Share, I believe, with Veer That is correct, yeah um, So uh, he uh, he comes out While Waller's distracting the ref He rams Loomis into the ring post Puts him back in the ring And then Waller hits that great rolling stunner To get the win
1: Yeah, who'd have thought Sarav comes before Veer Interesting I stole that from like a million people in chat here. And last night, I think.
3: Gotcha.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not original. After that, we had a video where uh, Malcolm Bibbins was hanging out in the locker room and he was doing a promo, talking shit about Eperium, and uh, he was about to call them bitches. And uh, Walter comes in before he's able to get that word out, and he grabs him and he says, "Whoa, what's up? I was about to call you buddy guys. Hey, <laughs> you look, you look great." And walter you know he's all threatening him and he's and biven starts screaming and uh roderick strom comes up and he's like put him down so like, you think yeah he's like you know everybody else here is afraid of you i'm not afraid of you you should be you'll feel it's like what that's your new name that sucks that didn't actually happen you know it's, it's, it was so throughout the episode not just by name but in graphics it was yeah. walter yeah, it would have been nice if they foreshadowed this with some amount of story. Something. This is just you, so had no, you had two hours. It's just it's the worst of main roster. they don't like a main roster when they do shit that's just sort of confusing and it just leaves people scratched. It's not like a bombshell. It's like, well, we'll just have him say his name is Gunther. But that's at the end. that's what they want it to seem like. Yeah. Oh wow,
3: this is a huge development. A bombshell, a cliffhanger yeah. to end this episode. He changed his name. No, it's just stupid. Uh, after that, the Dusty
1: Cup brackets have been revealed. Who do you got between Grizzled Young Veterans and Chase and Student?
3: I mean, it should be Grizzled Young Veterans. It should be, right? But, but the way have been booking do, them. Doesn't it make you pause quite a bit? Yeah. <laughs> because the winner of that match faces, I believe, the... It's not Creed Brothers, the jacket? No. 'Cause it's Jacket Time and MSK. Let's
1: probably just get this thing out.
3: Oh, it is Creed it is the Creed Brothers Yeah, and it's Creed Brothers, yeah. Whoever they're facing. It's Briggs and Jensen. No, they lost last night. Oh. To the Creed Brothers. Oh, yeah, so it is Briggs and Jensen. Okay. Yeah. So Creed <laughs> Brothers beat Briggs and Jensen. <laughs> uh well, I believe that they yeah, they'll face the winner of uh Grizzly Young Veterans and uh andre chase and Bodie hayward
1: hold on dude, this is so weird what year is this oh my god because then it's
3: look it's enofe uh, and blade is going to face the winner of msk and jacket time i believe what a difference a year makes this is from uh
1: a year ago 2021 dusty cup all right uh mm-hmm. on the left side bracket we've got uh uh adam cole and Roderick strong mm-hmm. versus brie Mm-hmm. Uh, after that we've got Tony Nese and Daivari versus
3: uh, Des Troy and uh, Adrian Adonis okay so far one of those people is still in the company like of all the names you listed
1: <laughs> one person yes one it's person's karate. yes well, Roderick's in the- and he just opened up a pro wrestling tea shop so
3: oh was- the, his shop is it got closed again and he has a shop up with with it's like the Strong's it's for the family
1: uh, oh okay that's interesting uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff.
3: Okay, so there's jo- two still in the company.
1: Uh Leon Ruff's not. Oh, oh no. two altogether. All together, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. All right, three. Uh Rise. Okay. Against Grizzled Young Veterans. Okay, so five. Uh MSK.
3: Okay, seven.
1: Versus uh, uh, Swerve and Atlas. Still at seven. Maverick and Dane. Oh my. Stallion. Oh, I remember Stallion. Kurt
3: Stallion. Kurt yeah.
1: Stallion and uh August Gray. Wow. Uh Imperium versus Lucha House Party. Okay, so nine still. Uh Legato del Fantasma versus the Bollywood Boys. So eleven. Out of how many teams is this? Sixteen teams. Oof. So uh, thirty two people. Yeah, eleven of thirty two. A third That's of about them. a third. Yeah.
3: Oof. Oof. Anyways, uh let's Anyways, see. Here. Uh yeah. we're backstage. MSK's there. They're talking about the upcoming Creed Brothers versus Briggs and Jensen match. They talk about how their match gets Jacket Time is gonna be a banger. Logato steps in, they tell MSK you're not winning the Dusty Cup again. And if you do beat Jacket Time next week, then you're gonna take on us the next round. We're gonna win the Dusty Cup this year. And and Wesley is like, hey, you should focus on your match tonight against the and Blade. Legato uh, says, light work. We'll see you in the semifinals. Mm-hmm.
1: We get the Creed brothers versus Briggs and Jensen. Um, this was fine. I still don't like their the the finish. It's just the the guy who falls on him with a clothesline is not impressive to me. The move the move that uh they did beforehand was kind of cool. Though. That should be the finish. It should be. Not
3: the guy who falls set it on it with the, with the clothesline. Sl- set it up with the sliding clothesline and then yeah. do the other move. Yeah. Yeah that yeah, was better. Yeah. 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 This is a fine enough match. That that bit where uh Julius spears Jensen into the guardrail and bent it all up. That was neat. Allegro. I felt bad for Jensen there. Yeah. 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 I wonder what hurt do more. Do you feel feel for him worse there or when they were in the locker room talking to <laughs> to to ask
1: that goddamn question (laughs) clearly it's later the first one makes him look like a badass second one made him look like a big dummy uh we had dante chen video package this was kind of cool he just explained talk about dimension you know he's like hey i busted four months ago i made a big debut busted my knee i think he said his his father passed away is that right Mm -hmm. and then uh and then so he's looking to you know get get it back get the mojo back going Yep. Uh, it didn't yep. quite happen, but uh, we had Imperium backstage. This is one of those subtitled things. They're all just talking uh, in German. And uh, Walter says, Imperium, you are holding things down in NXT. You won the tag titles. Con- Congratulations on that. And then Bartel says, Imperium means one for all, all for one and one for all, like that song uh,
3: with the Sting. Brian not, Adams.
1: Not the wrestler Sting. No. The, the tantric the, the tantric orgasm guy Sting.
3: Yeah, yeah. Sting, Brian Adams and Fuck,
1: who's the third person? Rod. It was Rod. Yeah, it was Rod Stewart. Right? <laughs> you can't forget Rod. Uh he says they're gonna keep on putting on the best performers of the night. Eichner says, Yeah, we work harder than anyone. And this year is gonna be when the Imperium era begins. Alta says, no, but they forget today. Cause today yeah. Yeah, boy, that's an understatement. Cause today is the day we start our mission. We dominated the UK. Now it's time for everyone in WWE to understand what Imperium stands for. And it begins today with a win over Roderick Strong.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so then we had Dante Chen versus Guru Raj. Uh, uh, Chen sends Raj to the floor, hits a plancha, and then Duke Hudson chops, uh, jumps over the guardrail, attacks them both, so the the match's thrown out. Uh, Duke hits Chen with a powerbomb. In the ring.
1: That looked like it sucked because yeah. he like, I don't know the mechanics exactly, but uh, Dante started going down like late. And so he just, Bring. oh, yeah. Was it's was like a little bit more, okay. seemingly
3: like a bit more whiplash
1: on it. Yeah, the whiplash. There you go.
3: That's what it was. Uh, then we get a, a Joe Gacy Harlan promo. These guys are just spinning their wheels. They're just walking around, dude. Just this is around. just so lackluster. So Gacy was like, hey, it would have been nice if we advanced the Dusty Cup. I'm not mad at you, Harlan. I could never be mad at you. I'm just disappointed we didn't have a chance to have our name on that cup. But times like these are an opportunity at growth and development. And Odyssey Jones is standing outside the trainer's room as they're walking up. And he's like, hold on. You really believe all this stuff you're saying? And and Joe Gacy's like, oh, okay. Well, thank you for your feedback. You know, How are you doing after your accident? And Jones says, oh, just to train an injury. Spraying knee will be back in a couple of weeks. And Gacy says... Good luck on your rehab. He opens the door for Jones. Jones goes in and then he tells Harlan that we can't allow negativity to spread like wildfire. Having the strength to face it is a true measure of progress. Yeah, let's see Jones about to get his ass kicked. Uh, after that, we had a,
1: yeah, Braun Breaker interview. It's been my goal to be champion, so I stepped foot in NXT.
3: This was like low energy, Braun, though, for most of it. I
1: accept the responsibilities that come <laughs> with it.
3: It seemed like very much happy to be here, Braun. Yeah,
1: they don't know what they're going to do with Braun. They don't know who is next. Uh, Wait, did he have a thing? Oh, yeah, it's Legato. That's right. It's going to be Santos. Yeah, Santos. That's right. Yeah, Santos is great, man. He looks like every time I see him, he looks like a million bucks. Heck yeah. Uh, He says, uh, I'm ready. Santos is a great performer and a former champ, just like everybody else is gunning for me now. Then Electra Lopez steps in. She says, you're one of the fastest rising stars in the industry. Braun's like, whoa, no, save it. not interested in whatever you're trying to do here. I'm not horny like Zion Quinn. And uh, Santos steps in. He's like, listen, dude, uh, you might have become champ, but you're not ready to carry this company on your shoulders. Look at you. You're sleepy. You just woke up from a nap. You got mom jeans on. Uh, NXT is going to look a lot better with a title around my waist, which is totally true, but Santos has a hard time winning ever. Yeah, uh, I know. I and don't. then uh, Braun says, hey, give me a reason to kick your ass right now. Santos is like, nope. He says, you're going to learn soon that things are done.
3: Uh, then we get Tony D'Angelo's memorial for Pete Dunne. Uh, so he talks about how he taught Pete Dunne a lesson. He had to do it the hard way. He says, for the sake of everyone here, this memorial is going to be a closed casket service because no one wants to see Pete after uh, I broke that crowbar across his thick skull. But Tony says, we can't mourn forever. I'm on to more important things. I just got done beating, uh, done beating one of the more, most decorated champions in NXT history. It's time for me to start adding some gold to my collection. I got my eyes, North American title. And then Carmelo and Trick are like, hey, Tony, over here, we're on the perch. And Carmelo says, Tony, I'm happy for you, and I'm going to let you finish. But last week, we had one of the greatest memorial services of all time. And he says, but seriously, what would you say about my title? And then uh, Trick says, yeah, Tony, we're dressed for the occasion. Uh, I thought we were all friends. And Tony says, you thought we were friends, teammates maybe, but not friends. Uh, I said, boys. He says, but we're not all. I thought we were boys. He says, but we're not. Uh, he says, I got my boys already. He starts listing off, you know, a bunch of people with crazy names. I feel like he was uh, making the them names up on the spot. They were because he stumbled a little bit. <laughs> he did. Either he made them up on the spot or he forgot his. He line. forgot he the tells, names. Yeah, he forgot the name of yeah. the boys. And he tells uh, mellow it's nothing personal, it's just business. But then Trick just lists off all the all the all his boys' names Trick and then adds something. Is so good. And then he
1: punctuates by saying, "And they all look like Vic Joseph. <laughs> and and they're all
3: skinny. They all look like Vic Joseph."
1: <laughs> and he's staring. And I don't know what Vic's reaction was, but it made Trick laugh because Trick uh-huh. was staring at him, like Laughing looking at him. him. I Feels love great. Trick Williams. He is my
3: favorite thing about NXT. Yeah, that was great. That was fantastic. They all look
1: like Vic Joseph.
3: <laughs> Oh, that was so good. Oh, uh, and so he says, Melvin says, you know what? That's not the point. You want to talk about business. This title is my business and you need to keep my business out of your mouth because the next memorial service is going to be yours and I promise you that one's going to be a closed casket too. Cameron Grimes comes out. He says, I hate to tell Tony, you're going to have to wait in the back of the line As for Carmelo, last week, I walked up to you uh, like a man and looked you in the eye and told you I was coming for your North American title. I didn't hear back from you, but I did hear back from Orlando Rentals. Apparently, I might have scuffed your car. And Trick says, oh, that's not a rental. That's our car. And Carmelo says, "Uh, Tony, Grimes, you two should just have a match. Hoover wins, can face me. And Grimes says, I have no problem with that. I'll fight basically anyone. You're looking at 220-pound rocket who's flying to the moon. Uh, D'Angelo takes a swing at him. Uh, Grimes ducks it. So there's this portrait of, of Pete Dunn that Tony had for the memorial. It's pretty funny. Grimes too. grabs that, blasts yeah. uh, D'Angelo over the head with it.
1: Dunn's doing his shrug in the picture, in the yeah. portrait. It was pretty funny. I hope uh, I want to see now that we've got the Kanye award show reference, we need the Suge Knight award show we reference. We do. That's we what do. we need. <laughs> we so need it. you that. don't want Cameron Grimes all in your videos, all in your videos, <laughs> dancing. <laughs> oh man uh after that oh this scene i know it was like meant to be awkward but it was both it, it was just it was just bad so you got briggs and stratton in the locker room uh briggs says hey man we're gonna be all right we gotta keep on keeping on and get back to work jensen says yeah i'm, I'm down with that so casey and kane walk in they're like hey you know we know you're bummed guys but what's done is done get back to work tomorrow tonight let's go have some drinks and uh let's go party hard and then uh, Jensen starts like just sort of it's like t- 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 mumbling over his words, and Wendy Chu is on top of one of the lockers, and she's like got her Starbucks cup and like uh, her pillow or whatever, and she's like, "Ooh, Brooks likes her," and uh, or I thought she said he likes her, talking about Jensen. And then Jensen's like, "Oh no, I I no I like you. No, I don't. It's not like that though." And Caden's like, "Relax, just get showered up." And then they leave and Briggs is like, you know, man, less is more. And he's like, Oh no, I really I really like her. I mean, not like that. I mean, like and it was just it, it's so it's this is this is the cringe moment. I swear WWE in every single thing they do, they have one moment at least. It's a new directive. It's a new directive. One cringe moment. If a if, if somebody who potentially could be turned into a fan of pro wrestling watches it, they will be turned off forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the, yep. I hope my wife, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my best friend, I hope they don't walk in during this scene because I will be embarrassed to be a fan of pro wrestling. That was this
3: scene. Yes. Uh, then we had a Valentina Faraz and uh, you Leon video package. Uh, they're a team. They're going to be in the women's dusty cup. Or, uh, yeah, then they have an interview afterwards. They talk about being excited to have a chance to participate in the Dusty Cup. Dakota Kai walks in, tells them nothing divides friendship more than success. And they ask her, What's your problem? And that leads to Dakota Kai challenging Leon to a match later on tonight.
1: First up, we had Kaylee Ray versus Ivy Nile. Uh, and this is the, the chunk of this was actually really solid. Like, Ivy Nile is coming along as a wrestler really mm-hmm. fantastically, just mm-hmm. really great. Um, so Kaylee Ray sets up Ivy Nile for a gory bomb, which is her finish. Mandy Rose shows up on the apron. Kaylee drops Ivy swings at her. Mandy drops off the apron. Kaylee looks for the gory bomb again. Nile is able to roll her up for the win. Uh, Mandy hits the ring, attacks Kaylee Ray. Ivy Nile leaves. Kaylee Ray fends her off. Gigi and JC hit the ring, hit Kaylee Ray with some super kicks. Mandy sets up for a V trigger, but Indy and Persia get her out of the ring. They get in there and lay out JC and Gigi.
3: Yeah. So we're probably going to get a, a six-woman tag match yep. next week. Yep. They might have announced it. I just didn't notice. So we're in the trainer's room, and uh, Harlan, yep, he attacked Odyssey Jones. And uh, Joe Gacy seems quite pleased with these developments. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: after that, we got a survey video package uh, that sort of explained. Now, this has also been generating quite a bit of controversy because they're sort of repackaging her as seemingly like an anime trope. Um, she explains in this that, you know, she took some L's uh, last we saw her in, in, in NXT. And uh, it didn't sit well with her. Uh, so she went back to Japan. And uh, the entire time she's dressed up as sort of like a Japanese student, I will say. And she explains that she got found this amulet from her grandmother. And uh, it it basically is going to give her some sort of powers, uh, and uh, and I'm like, you know, man, all you really need to to, to give us what we want from Saray is just a montage of her drop kicks, when she does that uh, drop kick uh, uh, against the ropes, against the ropes, it's, it, it's brutal. That's all yeah. I need. That's all I needed from her. She's I a know. terrific wrestler. I know. You don't need this shit. You really don't. I mean, I don't know shit about this, John. I don't know anything really about anime. I like a lot of the artwork. I watched Akira when I was young, and I loved it. Uh, Ghost in the in the Shell, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's kind mm-hmm. of the extent of it. I tried watching Attack on Titan. Couldn't get into it because the voice acting was kind of hokey. Um, So I'm not really in the position to say... To, to speak on this necessarily. I'm going to judge it for what I see in the next couple weeks. I understand a lot of the point of views out there that I've seen yeah, on, on the internet. I do, too. I do too, yeah. That suggests this is this is either stealing from a certain anime trope or I've seen the word fetishization out there as well. I'll be honest with you, I'm not really educated on this kind of stuff enough to speak on that. So...
3: Yeah, you've seen much more anime than I have.
1: Yeah. Uh, Scream of the Butterfly here in our chat says, As an extensive anime fan, this would be an outdated gimmick and stereotype even in the 90s. I'll let y'all decide on that one. (laughs) I just just don't know. Look, if I get to see Saray doing some awesome drop kicks against ropes then, then I'm, I'm, I guess I'd be fine with it. I don't know. It sort of depends on where her character goes.
3: It does. I don't know. It does. Uh, next, we had Legado, Del Fantasma, taking on uh, Malik Blade, Idris, Anofe. We spoke about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. Uh, so at one point, Santos trips up Blade uh, near the rope. So the ref sees it. It's in plain view of the ref. Ref tosses him from ringside. Mm-hmm. So Santos gets upset. He gets on the apron, starts to argue with the ref. Uh, While this is going on, Legato is going for their finish. And uh, as uh, Raul is running the ropes, Enofe low bridges him out of the ring to the floor. So then Braun runs out. He yanks Santos off the apron. Uh, In the process, Santos bangs his head on the apron. Braun carries him up the ramp. And then uh, Malik Blade rolls up Joaquin Wilde to get the win. Yeah, yeah
1: um so they go on did we ever get with the actual uh who do they they go on to fight a msk i think don't they
3: the winner of msk and whoever they're facing okay okay you would think that'd be you'd think it'd be
1: msk but i guess if msk is msk fighting some heels
3: are they gonna bow out of this thing early uh that would kind of tank this whole storyline they're doing yeah right oh here we go msk are taking on no that is
1: when is this from Oh, for shit's sake. Where is the stupid thing?
3: Uh, we'll find this bracket eventually.
1: Yeah, just just continue on.
3: and. I'll I got it, it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Got so, it. Uh, jacket yet. time. Jacket time. Oh. Facing jacket time.
1: Okay. So, it's just going to be MSK
3: versus uh, Idris and... Uh... Okay. Well, Could be. Could yeah. be. Uh, then we get a Malcolm Bivens promo he says tonight Diamond Mine is two for two Ivy Nile proves she can beat any woman in NXT and the Creed Brothers are one step closer to win the Dusty Classic and later tonight we'll be three for three because Roderick Strong will wipe the mat with Walter says Walter you put your hands on me but you know what the crazy thing is you think the mat is sacred but it's not sacred it's a revenue generator for us to get paid so we can move on up and get that deluxe apartment in the sky
1: Looks a in the sky.
3: Uh Walter, you're big. You're strong. You won a bunch of matches in Europe. But tonight the map belongs to Roger Strong and to Diamond Mind.
1: After that, we had a solo Sokoa promo or oh my God. They did a hell of a job with the makeup on his face because this looked legit. He showed he's a bunch of gnarly burns on his face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Challenges Bo to him. At that point, I'd be like, I don't want any part of Boa. That so that's man. why
3: you're that's why you're not the street champion of the island, Steve
1: granted uh he says tell him to he's, he tells him to bring his battle paint because he's gonna have his it's gonna be a bunch of bandages he gotta take care of that thing man get some get some cream on it maybe pal
3: yeah probably, probably should. uh that's then we bad. got aloe vera. Uh, yeah well how's <laughs> for sunburn i don't know about like actual burns but that's gonna do much uh Dakota kai versus Ulisa leon uh leon had that great looking bridging fallaway slam i don't know how she does that that, thing is, that move is incredible. Oh, yeah, it's great. That's awesome. It's fantastic. That gets her a two count. And then shortly thereafter, Dakota Kai hits her with the face, face wash kick to get the win. Uh, so uh, Valentina Faraz comes out to check on Leon after the bell. Yeah, Dakota Kai hits her too. She's looking to kick her as well. And then Leon pulls uh, Faraz out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Raquel
1: Gonzalez interview. She's asked what's next. She says, I know everybody expects me to make a big deal out of Mandy needing Uh, Dakota Kai to help her to get the title win in the first place. I could stand there and complain about how I wasn't the one who got pinned in New Year's Evil, but I'm Big Mommy Cool. I don't make excuses. She comes as no surprise to anyone that I'm still coming after Mandy. And then Cora Jade walks in and says, I am too. She asks Raquel if she wants to be uh, a back-to-back Dusty Cup champion. She says, we could walk in, take it all, and win those titles off JC and, and Gigi. And Raquel says, you know, it's because of you that I'm not champion right now. I like you. Don't get in my way again. Thanks, but no thanks. Of course, like, oh,
3: I will convince you. You will be mine. Uh, then uh, Blade and Inofa, they're celebrating backstage. Uh, Braun walks in, and they're like, hey, we want to thank you. And he was like, I didn't do anything. It was all you. Good luck the rest of the way. Go win that dusty cup. So he walks off, and then Inofa asks Blade, who do you want to face next, MSK or Jacket Time? Blade says, doesn't matter. We'll be ready.
1: Look, it's going to be an overbook mess. We'll get a sneaky win again. We'll get an accidental win. Uh next up we had Walter, sorry, Günther versus Roderick Strong. I guess this is the last Matt Walter's retirement match was this one here.
3: Yeah, it was. So I guess up until he picked up the mic. Mhm. You still Walter.
1: Yeah. He's still Walter. No, he's always going to be Walter. He's always going to be Walter. We're just going to call it. How long did it take for us to uh Who was like I'm trying to think who was like the longest it took the longest for us to keep on referring to them as their old name.
3: I feel like it was, shoot.
1: Oh well, yeah. Did Daniel Bryan Bryanson? That was like a whole. That's that's still. Yeah, I'm just getting used to to Danielson. That's,
3: that's un unlearning years of muscle memory.
1: I still call the Viking Raiders the War Raiders. Mm-hmm. I still
3: do that. I still do call them uh, uh, Hanson and, and Rowe. Yeah. I hardly yeah. ever. It's just recently I started my notes referring to them as Eric and I. Are, right? I yeah. yeah Manson man, and Ray Roe. Mountain
1: Bike Jesus here. I still have a hard time not calling them LAX. I always stumble yeah. over pride and pride and powerful. I just Santana Ortiz. And, That's just and then Santana just... Ortiz. I know, I, yeah, I just sort of conglomerate their names into one thing. Santana Ortiz. Yeah. Big Damo. I had a problem with that one. X-Lax, Yeah. Carrion cross. Killer Cross. Did I have a hard time with Killer Cross and Carrion Cross? Maybe.
3: Now that one's similar enough. I felt like that was pretty easy.
1: Dijack. We still call him Die Jack.
3: Yeah, I still call him Die Jack. He's just die Jack. He's die Jack. This mat, this man this main event was fun. Oh man, it was great.
1: It was an like NXT one uh, match.
3: That wall that uh Roddy hit it was the first one to hit a chop and it was thunderous. Oh yeah. He's got Roddy's got chops. some good chops. He's got He's good experienced chops. those firsthand. Oh, yeah. Not that he's chopped us, but we saw a, a, a match between him and Oni lurking at an NXT house show. Yeah, the sound
1: waves reverberating off that kind of felt Throughout like the a, Memorial
3: Auditorium, it was something else. And then Walter, terrific. of course, responds with a massive chop, and their yeah. chests both start welting up right away. You know, uh, yeah. really fun stuff. Roddy kind of working over Walter's knee a little bit. Um, in the end, though, uh, Walter hits a huge chop. He's looking for a powerbomb. Uh, Roderick reverses that to like a double underhook. Instead, Walter powers him up and rams Roddy into the corner, mm. backdrops him, then mm. powerbomb for the win. Sadly, no full body weight pin. Yeah. Uh, then the ring announcer is about to announce Walter as the winner. He, he stops, stops her. No, the winner nine. of this match, nine, nine. The winner of this match is Gunther. So uh, Eichner and Bartel run out. They start attacking Roderick Strong. Creed Brothers run in to make the save. Huge brawl to close the show.
1: I mean, the 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 biggest question on my mind really honestly is the trademark was for Gunther Stark. It is such a very specific name. That where would they come up with that? That's that's that is I I have no idea, no idea the level of coincidence that it could be. I, I really I have no idea.
3: I have no idea. No clue.
1: Especially given there's already a Stark in the NXT. That's that's right. You know why would they trademark Gunther Stark? That is, I, I, it's 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 no real. I have no idea. I would love to know where that came from. Yeah, because I can't even yeah. speculate. I, I I have no idea how they come up with these names.
3: Yeah, I know. I
1: know. Anyways. I have no idea. No idea. Go ahead and answer some questions. I have a thread up here on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Um, let's see here. And I, I had to very specifically say, look, we are going to talk up and down, left and right. Yes. About this. So make sure your questions are, you know, not just why did they change his name? Um, yeah. Do want to shout out real quick? A couple of new patrons, Jacob uh, Jahas and Paul Larson. Not to be confused with you no. and Larson. This is a different Larson. Paul Larson. Uh, thank you so much for your, uh, for your support. We really appreciate thank it. You, thank you. Thank you. Every week on the Patreon now, on Fridays, we uh, release a new weekly issue of The Kip Up. It's a newsletter where you can keep up with your pro wrestling in case you don't have time to watch all the shows, to watch all the going in raw episodes. We have match results. Our must-see matches of the week. Uh, our must-see segments of the week, all the news from the week in Mm -hmm. wrestling, along Mm -hmm. with our commentary on that news. uh, Also, news from the Friendoverse, keeping up with our predictions, what's going on in our world, et cetera, et cetera. Every single week, if you don't have time to keep up, you can keep up with Kip Up. Get it? Yep. Anyways. Let's take a look. Get it. Get it. Get it. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Gregory Fiella, three names that could be worse than Gunther for Walter. I mean, there's, there, there are a, a couple highly offensive ones that I could think of. <laughs> you know, they could have gone worse. They could have gone worse. Uh, but it's probably left unsaid. Lucy Morningstar. Who's in charge of quality control in the name department of WWE? Again, how did they even come up with the name yeah, Gunther I Stark?
3: Know. I don't know. Yeah. No idea. I don't know if we'll ever find out either. Well, at least anytime soon. Maybe sometime down the line. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh,
1: Wolfpack for life says, what popular person of old NXT would have fit in well with the type of show that new NXT is?
3: Elias. Elias. No Way Jose. Perfect. That's good. Yeah. Those are those are really good ones. Uh, Keep it creepy ass here on Twitch What do you guys think Mox is doing tonight He's making his return Um, I don't know if he's going to do a promo Is he going to have a short match where he destroys somebody I don't know That would be my guess My guess would be So Mox is
1: coming back tonight for Dynamite I, My guess is he comes out And he just spikes somebody on their head With a, a paradigm shift
3: Yeah maybe he says a couple words and that's the extent of it Could be Yeah, Or he just lets the paradigm shift speak for him uh, uh, a asks, "At what point did you lose faith that WB could ever carry out a well-told story?" Well, here's the thing: is that sometimes they manage to tell a good story. It's not all bad. It's not like Kofi Mania, by and large, was yeah. a well-told story. They did a good job with Kofi Mania. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know NXT. There's several stories. NXT mm-hmm. 1.0. Yeah. Several stories yeah. that I
1: thought were really well told. Yeah. Right now, I think that it, there may be dragging out a little long, but I think Naomi Sony Deville.
3: Mm-hmm. is a pretty decent story. Most of all, Lee Mansoor, for the most part, that, that was, was a well-told well well story. story. Yeah, yeah. It was the conclusion was a bit abrupt, but otherwise, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Darius Johnson, has there ever been a moment in recent WWE memory where you would have tapped out if it
3: not being for your job? Yeah, I think about a couple weeks ago, I said if if I didn't have to do this for a living, I would after watching it raw. I was like, I just wouldn't do it anymore. Wouldn't do it. Yeah.
1: I think that, I think in general, uh, if I, if I didn't do this for a job and I had like an eight hour a day job, like a proper job, I would probably only really have time uh, to devote to the paper, to WWE pay-per-views. And I would, I would let that be like, okay, are they on a better track now? Does this compel me to watch Raw? I would give I would give them three hours of my time every month. Um for sure. Uh if I if I, you know, on Twitter in social media, if I was like, oh, this seems cool. Like I mm-hmm. like Roderick Strong and Walter. I'll watch that. I'll watch NXT just for that match. Um I'd 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 subscribe to the Kip Up and see there what you, go. you know what's going on. And if it's something that I want to check out, I would check it out.
3: There you go. There you go. Uh, white Brownie. So three weeks of no EO and the Rumble is next week. Does that mean she gets the call?
1: They should. They they have like nobody on their main roster right now. Not a lot of not a lot of names there. Uh, let's see here. Jeremiah Price. WWE is infamous or for silly or dumb name changes. What are some good name changes? Oh, I I actually ended up preferring Aleister Black to Tommy End.
3: Yeah, that one turned out all right.
1: I think I just saw him at a certain point. I was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't,
3: I don't cool. necessarily think Finn Balor is a, a, a downgrade. That's I mean, a pretty for cool name. That, that, not yeah. a bad name. Yeah. Um, uh, like it's... I feel like I like Punishment Martinez as a cool name. Damian Priest is a neat name. Yeah, that's really a done name. anything terribly interesting character wise with it stuff he's done it you know. was just he's, he's just cool dude yeah punch from Martinez is a pretty cool name though it is a cool name uh
1: Gunther club for life evidently somebody who just changed their name as well <laughs> says predict which NXT superstars will be surprise entrance in the Royal rumbles and how well they're due and how well they will do so go I't think the... there's gonna be a lot in the men's rumble, at least. in the men's rumble yeah I don't think there's going to be I think there's going to be plenty I think there's going to be a couple call-ups in the women's. I mean there has to be, you think at this point. Um yeah. although it doesn't seem like Raquel is going to be there mm-hmm. unless they have her do yeah, double so, duty. Yeah,
3: that's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of feels like she's done all that there is to do in NXT. For the
1: men, jeez, dude, I would see maybe think could be a lot. I would say maybe Carmelo Hayes he seems Maybe. like the kind of guy that they might want to feature. It's okay if he doesn't, you know, if he gets tossed out. I could see like, hey, this is what we have on NXT. Look at this guy. He's cool. Maybe Grayson Waller will be in it. Oh, Grayson Waller. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Grayson Waller is going to be in the Rumble.
3: Of course, Ciampa and Dunn will probably be in it. You
1: would Hopefully, think so? Yeah. That I'll let The Scotty 2 hottie definitely informs the whole Champa dying his beard thing, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's going to do it for the show. We'll hang around Twitch for a little while longer. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Tonight, our AEW should be a stack yes. dynamite. we got Mox and Cody signing his contract.
3: Well, that's just I my speculation. It hasn't, been confirmed, speculation. I hasn't been confirmed that Cody signing his deal. But I guess anything's possible. Yeah. Anyways, Expect uh, the unexpected. Expect the unexpected.
1: Tonight on our AEW recap. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.